Are you weary? Unsure? Are you overwhelmed by the trials of life? Now more than ever, it is time to lift your gaze. It is no coincidence that you are tuned in at this very hour. This listener-supported podcast, Lift Your Gaze, promises to deliver empathy, edification, and empowerment. And with your subscription today, you will have access to every single impactful episode of Lift Your Gaze. Brace yourself for the breakthrough you've been waiting for. It's time to lift your gaze. Welcome to Lift Your Gaze, the podcast that ignites your spirit and uplifts your soul. I'm your host, Kim M. Clark, CEO and founder of Lift Your Gaze. Lift Your Gaze exists to provide hope for the darkest areas of our society, including the correctional system. I'm also a best-selling and multiple award-winning author of currently four books with a fifth on the way and the publisher of Deep Waters Books, where we publish books that glorify God. As a former marketing college professor and a John Hopkins alumni, I invite you to join me on a transformational journey into the boundless healing power of hope. Lift Your Gaze is a sanctuary of inspiration. We explore the remarkable stories of individuals, including the incarcerated, who have triumphed over adversity, who have defied the odds and embraced Jesus Christ as their Savior and experienced a deluge of hope. Each episode will be a celebration of the human spirit, a testimony to the resilience that resides within each and every one of us. We'll dive deep into the transformational power of hope, sharing insights and wisdom, and practical tools to help you heal from trauma. If you're seeking a fresh perspective, a glimmer of light amidst the darkness, then join us as we embark on this extraordinary journey of hope. Because no matter how challenging life may be and seem, remember, hope is the force that can lift us to new heights and create a world filled with boundless potential. In this episode, episode number 103, we're going to be talking about the anxiety prevention bubble. Again, the anxiety prevention bubble. If it's not in our bubble, it's God's. My special guest today is Curtis Partridge of Cyber. He's a cybersecurity engineer and a business owner, also the founder of Nona FM, and is a cancer warrior. Curtis, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Kim. I appreciate being here. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Now, you have an incredible story, and we were just talking about this, about how God has just used you. And I think it's a gift because some people don't have this gift. And when things come that's outside our control, one of my pastors used to tell me that God gives us what we're supposed to deal with in a bubble. And anything outside that bubble is God's. Yes. And if we're in, we're, we go outside that bubble, we're in anxiety. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, when you are trying to control things out of your control, that's where anxiety sets in. Awesome. Now tell me, tell us a little bit about this, your journey and, and your, and how, like, you're a true testament of that bubble. I think that's a gift. Again, not a lot of people have that. And I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, la, 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 I'm so worried. <laughs> they run around the chicken, their head's cut off. And you're, you're not. And you're going through an incredible trauma right now. So share a little bit about that. Sure. So, um, I, I was having some, I've never had health issues. I've, have, been blessed with unbelievable health my whole life. But in uh, early 2018, I started having some just fatigue, not feeling well. And I was 
man, I was the guy I could work 16 hours in a day and not even blink, not even think about it. Just, I had a lot of energy and and that energy started depleting. And so I had, you know, I've seen a doctor like everybody should every, every year. My doctor just kept saying, you just need to chill out. You need to take a break. You're overworking yourself. And finally, my wife said, I think you need a new doctor. Ultimately, long story short, I, in uh, May of 2018, uh, I was diagnosed with uh, stage four cancer. St- initially, stage three became stage four. And uh, it, and it uh, subsequently have had numerous rounds of radiation, chemo, about dozens and dozens of rounds of chemo, radiation as well, um, plenty of surgeries, emergency, planned surgeries, all kinds of different variations. And um, a couple of infections along the way, and uh, which is not uncommon for cancer patients. Uh, so it, it's been a journey. I mean, it's been, I, I never forget, I had a doctor, he said to me, he said, look, the next six months are going to be the hardest six months of your life. That was probably early June, 2018. And I will tell you that, um, boy, I would give anything to have those six months because it, this has turned into a five-year journey. And so, um, but you learn to just take it as it comes, take it as it rolls. We were, we, we were kidding around a little bit. I was talking to a, a family member the other day and said, Hey, you know, one of the tumors is in a rough spot. It's going to be tough to work on yeah. physically, surgery wise, just from what I know about a little bit, I picked up in high school biology. I don't even think I passed, but anyway, <laughs> physiology, I know that, that that's going to be a tough spot to work on. And, uh, and I said, so I don't know what they're going to do. You know, they'll, they'll, I'm sure they got a plan. They'll figure it out. They're smart folks. And uh, and my my uh, family member said, well, you're not worried about it? I said, that's not my problem to worry about. They got to fix it, not me. I'm sure they've done it before. And so going into it with that attitude. Now, I have to tell you, in five years, I've had some dark moments. I've had some some conversations with God that were like, what the, is the deal? What are you doing here? Amen. And, and I've, um, you know, I, I, there was some, there was one point I sat with my wife in the parking lot after a doctor's appointment today. I'm a little tired of fighting. I'm, this is, this is a lot. So, and I've had some, a couple of friends over the years that they gave up the fight. They're no longer with us. Um, but you know, I don't know why I'm driven to move forward. So, and I don't even know why. So. Amen. And I love what you said. Like, it's not my problem. It's got, it's almost like this is God's problem and God's yes. going to send someone to fix it. Who knows better? Cause this is not, this is outside my bubble. I don't know. Yeah. And there are things I can fix. I can, uh, you know, when I'm going through a round of chemo, I can then do the proper rest and eat and drink properly and, and help accelerate getting through it as quickly as possible. Um, so there are some things in my control, but there's a lot that's not, and and again, I just turn that over to God and say, "This is yours. Use whoever you got to use to make this happen, and however you see fit, that's the way it goes." And also, one thing I admire about you is you you proactively plan out. Okay, I have chemo this week. I'm canceling all appointments. Yeah, yeah, I I, I just clean the slate and and uh, am careful what I commit myself to do. Yeah. And I think that's important, setting those boundaries and limits for yourself. In our last episode, we talked about boundaries, but you're doing that even for yourself yes. and for your business saying, you know what, I'm out this week. Yeah. I'm not pretending this doesn't happen. I'm not in denial. I know what this is. I know what it looks like. Have you named your cancer or your, or your chemo yet? 
No, I haven't. No, I've, 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 I've never thought about that. So, <laughs> like Harvey's back this week. So. <laughs> I'm not in the office. Harvey and I are going. We're taking a time out here. You know, I haven't done that. That's a, that's an interesting approach. One of my friends did that with MS. She called it Helga. <laughs> that's a good name. Yeah, Helga. And she said Helga's back. No she, offense to any Helga. Yeah, exactly. Out there. Please, if you're Helga, we love you. But yes. that's what she called her. And, and no offense to any Harveys out there. If yeah. That's, but um, yeah, but I think that's wise. Is for us to know our limits and to know, okay, I need this. Yeah. I need healing. I need in one one of my girlfriends. Um, this incredible book. I'll have to have her as a, a guest on here um, about the sacred rest and how God programmed us that uh, that we're supposed to rest on Sundays, which is the first day of the week before we work. Correct. Yes. And not to. I always was taught that you rest after. Right. And you don't get your work done. Then yeah, you, then you rest. Yeah. You play. You work. Work first. Then play, and then you play, or you rest. And then, but her book, and she's a physician, and really just blew my mind about how we need spiritual, emotional, mental, physical rest. It's not just physical; it's spiritual, emotional, and mental as well. And you can become fatigued if you're like with cancer, with you're about you're fatigued in all four areas. Sure. And you're down to, and you need to be refilled up. But knowing those limits and knowing that we need to rest, like you're like, okay, I have chemo. I'm resting again before I start work. Yes, yes. Which is biblical and so important. And that's brilliant. Like that's, I think, a gift, another gift God's given you. And I won't say I'm the most brilliant person in the world. It took me a lot of rounds of chemo <laughs> to figure that out. I would get up. I would literally leave chemo and go back to work. Yeah. And go work in the field. Yeah. Um, I remember doing work on a ladder helping one of our technicians. Uh, and so I, 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 it was, it was crazy, but, um, I think you're clearly in denial at that point. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And again, I was, I was holding know. on to the six month thing. Yeah. I just got to get through the next six months yeah. as, as normally as possible. And then I'll come out to the other side and away we'll go. But kind of like the pandemic. Okay. It's only going to be two weeks. Yes. Yeah, two weeks. <laughs> and then we'll, you know, <laughs> we'll flatten the curve. Yeah, <laughs> but I ultimately learned that how to set those boundaries, how to set those uh, units of rest. One of the things I've been able to do is shorten the recovery time by a day, which doesn't sound like a lot. Huge. No, huge. That's a, a day is a lot. It's a lot. And so I've been able to, 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 you know, come up with some, you know, strategic resting to be able to do that. Amen. So, Amen. Yeah. Wow. Praise God. That's wonderful. I'm so happy for you. That's really great. You've done, this is an extraordinary job, and it's you just feel you just ooze the Holy Spirit and the Lord just coming out of you. Like even in the midst of this, you would never know you're in a battle right now. You just have such joy. Well, I, I, I and I've, I've been told that, and again, I remind people, it's not me. Amen. It is definitely not me. No. If it were just up to me, uh, I wouldn't be here. No. I, I'll be honest, I wouldn't be here. And I have to say, I have a beautiful wife. Yeah, is, you do. She's she's gorgeous. And she is just beyond support. I mean, she is just I you know, the days when I'm down, she is just, she's still working. Mm -hmm. And she's still you know, coming up and frequently checking on me and hey, what do you need? What can I get you? Do you need this? Do you need that? And she can read the signs of when I need things. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, it's it's uh, again just an unbelievable blessing. My kids have been super supportive as far as even just saying, "Hey, Appreciate you fighting. One of them said a couple of weeks ago, you know, I just wanted to tell you, thank you for fighting. Mm. 
appreciate you sticking around. And so. that's, I think you bring up another really important point about having cheerleaders yes. in the trenches Yep. when you have your back. And that's so important to guard your, um, to guard your mind and your body against toxicity from other people. Yes. And that's, that's something that I think when you're going through trauma or you're, especially a health battle as you're going through, this is a trial. This is trauma to, you know what? I, I have my bubble of support, not only my bubble of what I can control, but my bubble of support. Yes. And these people I'm allowing in. Yes. And if you're not, I, I love you. Great. But you, you stay outside the bubble. Yes. And, and, and you know, I, I have to say there are times I look at the phone and say, I just can't do it today. Today's not a good day because I know that it's going to be a draw instead of a, a, a feeding. So I, I have to. But again, you learn to do that. I didn't always do that. Didn't didn't clearly mark those boundaries with some folks. So. Yeah, and but you learned from that. Didn't you, you learn yeah, how to do I it? I did absolutely. Yes. Yep. And I think that's so important is those boundaries. And it's it's not that they're a lot of people have tr- struggles setting boundaries because they're like, oh, that means that person's bad, or that means that person is. If I don't let them, I'm not being a Christian. No, you're being you're showing wisdom. Yes, because God clearly had had the Israelites separate. From you know to, to separate from their neighbors and not intermarry and not because he didn't want to dilute. Yes, uh, yep. you know the 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 seed for. And it doesn't mean we don't love those people. No, we I, love those people. I look at it like Doritos. I love Doritos, oh, man. but I can't live on Doritos. No, no. And uh, I got to you know be very cautious in how many Doritos I eat. I know so. we, have to, we have to we have to ration those <laughs> yeah. out. I'm with you. I'm totally with you. Yeah, and I, I know they're not good for me, but as much as I like the company, I love them. Yeah. I I'm with you. I'm a chip girl. I love my chips, and my son does too. We have our bags. I have to label mine, moms. <laughs> My son, because they go, they just go. I'm like, what happened to the six bags of chips? I remember I bought one of those variety boxes once and we were at the beach and and brought it over from the store and uh, set it down for the grandkids and come back, you know, just an hour later. Holy cow. How do they know what the good chips are? (laughs) They went right for the good the ones. The little kids know exactly what the good chips are. <laughs> oh, they are. totally do. Yeah. Oh, they totally do. But I, I love what you're saying about having that um, just bubble of knowing where your limits are. And that's really, I think, what this comes to is just knowing what your limits are and setting those boundaries and knowing, you know, that's the surgeons. That's actually God to work through the surgeon. It's yep. not for me to feel or worry about that. I'm going to trust God. He's been faithful so far. Look at his track record. And also to have surrounding yourself with people who build you up and not tear you down. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and I've, and, and, and this is going to be a little dark, but I've, I've had some Christians that were longtime Christian friends who really shocked me in their response. Um, I, I was surprised. And again, I kind of had to put a little space between me and them. I, it was, it was shocking the response I got, you know, a, a lot of, you know, I think modern medicine is a gift from God. Amen. I really do. Amen. And I also think holistic medicine is another gift Faith from God. Faith healing is another one. Faith, yeah. absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, without a doubt. But you know, I wouldn't be here without that. But uh, but I wouldn't be here without any of those. Amen. And so it, it, some people say, no, no, you got to stop doing this and only do that. And and really uh, make you feel guilty about it. And that's that's that that's been unpleasant, to say the least. No, I understand that. Actually, I wrote about that in my first book and actually my devotionals also both books. The first one was that God's armor for you 
for your trial is different than God's armor for me. When David put on Saul's armor to fight Goliath, it didn't fit. Yeah. He had to go get five stones. I mean, really, five stones and a sling to, to fight a giant, a nine-foot giant, and he was this young boy. It made no sense, but that was his weapons, and that was his armor. Because all the armor of God was on him, while his weapons were the stones and his sling. And like your armor, what God's telling you to do would be different. And I think we can project and be like, well, you have to follow this path. And no, that might not be the path. God can use, just like when Naaman, he had him dip in the um, Jordan River. He could have, weren't the rivers in Damascus nicer then? But no, God had him dip there. And it, it's a beach, whatever God calls you to do. And it might not be the same for everyone. It's not the same for everyone. And I wrote a um, devotional, and it's, it's in my... Deep Waters, Lift Your Gaze, 30-Day Devotional. And so when we were, my husband and I were sinned against people in the church, and the Lord gave me the word, zeal without mercy, I desire not. Wow. That's unbelievable. Zeal without mercy, I desire not. And we were sinned yeah. against people in the church, and I remember going, and and people with our friends pulled away from us, and this was clearly their sin. It was, it was just nuts how this whole thing was handled. But I believe it was God was doing now in hindsight, which is always 2020. I saw what God was doing, and he did some, created something new. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, um, but I love that. And I think as Christians, we can be tempted, and that can be our greatest temptation, with zeal without mercy. Yes. To not do that. And like, and just going, you know, I'm just going to pray for you that whatever you have, whatever you're going for, God's going to give you that wisdom and it's going to heal you and it's going to extend your life because all your hairs are numbered, even though you just shaved your head. Very <laughs> good. And I think you're rocking it. Thank you. <laughs> you're rocking the shaved head look. But that's uh, our days are numbered, our hairs are numbered, and that we, no one knows that but God. No, no idea. And you just have to trust in him and trust with that. So that's another important point is that to just extend mercy and love because love covers a multitude of sins. We had a, a gentleman that came up to me at church and he said, can I send you a word document of just some verses that I reference? Mm. The greatest gift. That sits yeah. on the desktop of my computer and the magic of the cloud. It's on every computer I use. Yeah. So it's pretty cool that I have access to it all the time. And uh, once in a while, just pop that open and it will catch my eye and I'll pop that open and, and read a couple verses, you know, and it just supplicants to what I'm already studying. And it's just an extra little surprise. And I think of him in doing that and thinking of me. Um, early on, our, our pastor told me, he said, you know, there's some reason that this is happening. And I've asked that question a lot. What is the reason? But I think the uh, reasons become obvious. Um, you're talking to me today. A lot of folks ask me questions about how are you doing this? How are you so upbeat? Why are you crazy? What is up with you? Do you not understand what's going on? Uh, yeah. <laughs> are you there? Do you take yeah. him in the doctor's office? <laughs> yeah. But I, I, you know, it, it opens a window to say, let me tell you how I do it. Right. And I don't know any other way I could have accomplished what I've accomplished. So. Amen. No, I, I believe that's truly a testimony. I can't believe how many people have told. I've, I've walked through a divorce. We walked through difficult custody situation, and it was horrible. And it was horrible. And I remember people saying, "I don't understand. You're still smiling," and it's the grace of God. I remember praying to God, and God said, "How else would I be glorified?" Oh yeah. Except exactly. how you're walking through this trial in faith and trusting in me. I think in one of your other episodes, you said. As Christians, we're being watched. Amen. You're being observed. And we don't even realize we're being... I'm That's probably a people. better word than watched. 
<laughs> I think no, it's so true. But it's I can't tell you have come up to me and said I, I I don't even know you, but how you are glorifying God and walking this out in faith with everything you're going through. I'm praying for you, and I'm like I don't even know you. Let me hug you. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so true that that we're being observed as Christians, and I think that's as Christians our greatest temptation is to to be in sinful judgment and this one size fits all in zeal without mercy. Yeah. Absolutely. Because our heart is like, I want you to be well. I want you to heal. And I found that this concoction or this formula works great for me. So it's going to work for everybody. It's the panacea for everyone. And no, you're projecting what worked good for you because we're supposed to get a multitude of counselors. Sure. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I've surrounded my with you know and even just medical people exactly and that's part of our, about a dozen medical people that at different times had different inputs so and you take all of that and you go to god and go okay here it all is yeah. here's my basket of counsel what do i take from me where's my five stones where's my where's my wisdom i love that the, i just see that that basket and just go and pulling that out and mm-hmm. going okay I, want, I need this one and this one and this one this is my five stones from this huge basket of wisdom Oh, yes. these, are, these are mine. And some people can get offended if you don't pick their stone because, God, that's not for you. Right. Absolutely. And, and that's what I was alluding to earlier. That's what I've ran into. Yeah. And it is frustrating. Yeah, it is. And you have to – it's also why I call it friendly fire. You know, friendly fire is when we're fired from – when we're attacked by the same team by yes. accident. And I don't think people realize it. And I was walking through my divorce. I remember someone telling me, well, God hates divorce. It took all my self-control going, sugar, I don't like it either. (laughs) I'm like, it's not cupcakes for me either. And I don't like it either. And it was just, and I was like, uh, it was just so bizarre. She was condemning me as I was being sued for divorce as, as my ex was, uh, anyway, but I was like, uh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, you have no, but it was just like, you know what? I'm going to love you where you're at and I'm going to put a boundary there. I'm not going to come to you anymore for advice. I'm going to love you or counsel. I'm just going to, because you're not what you're, it's not helpful. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And and those boundaries are just so critical. And something you you, you kind of alluded to, too, and and I I think more than ever, in any time I've been alive in 50 years, it's, it's troubling to see what's going on in the world around us and not become... Uh, militant about it or to lose that love for people that are doing things that are just beyond crazy in our mind. So I, I think that that's, that's another important thing that I, I've really struggled with that. And I think a lot of Christians do. I was with a, in a men's group a couple of weeks ago and they were like, Hey, just go to one of these events that are being held this month and, and just be, just be loving. Don't, don't, don't carry a banner. Don't carry a sign. Don't, mm. don't just, just, just talk, just stripe a cup, a conversation with people. They're hurting. Oh, I, I agree. Especially after the pandemic, I'm seeing this ripple effect and I'm seeing our economy adjust and it's very difficult and it's very painful. And people, I don't think in our society, we understand how to process trauma. I don't. Oh no, we don't. In Uganda, they wail. And they forgive. And I talked about that in my last episode. It's incredible. I was like, I've never seen this level of forgiveness before. Never experienced it. I don't think in our society we know how to grieve and we know how to walk through the grief process because it's, oh, just repress it and keep going and keep working. Go, oh, you had chemo yesterday? Get up on a ladder and go to work. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You know, that's and I don't think we understand the t- and you've learned to I'm taking that week off. I'm setting these boundaries. I I know whom the people I need to have to who uplift me and not tear me down. You have to be very careful. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and you mentioned too, you know, and, and I think it's something that it's a learned process learning about mm-hmm. uh how to grieve. Uh, my brother passed away some years ago, my younger brother. Um, we ultimately knew sorry. it was going to happen, but it was still still a shock. It happened right. quicker than we thought it would. Um, for for a couple of weeks, I held it together, kept working, kept dealing with some stuff I was dealing with, and denial, keeping the family, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, trying to to be a the rock, you know, in the family, and you know, being strong. And then my wife came down one day, and on a Sunday morning, and I was just sitting on the couch, just bawling. It finally broke. Yeah, and then I grieved. And then we went and had a nice lunch, and and I was able to move on. But it 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 I I had to move through that process. You can't skip a step. I remember God telling me, I'm like, I can I just skip the step? And He said, Beloved, you can't truncate the process. Yeah, yeah. There's not you can't. And it's so easy. Okay, if I can just skip the pain of the depression, if I can skip the anger, if I can just skip the, oh, just any of these stages, yay. Yes. And God's like, No, you got to go through them all and go to me in all of them. Yes, absolutely. Which yep. is something you really learned. Um, we're almost out of time. Is there anything you want to add? I, I do have something I want to read here before we close, but is there anything you want to add? Not, not really. I think we covered everything that, that, uh, that I wanted to say. I, I, again, just when you're given a situation, try and find why, find the why in it. Amen. There's always Good. a why. Nothing happens just out of coincidence, even though we're, we're being taught that. Things happen for a reason. It's providential. And also lift your gaze. Yes. Which is what you've done. You've truly lifted your gaze. Not 100% of the time. I've had those moments. As you should. And that's normal and that's healthy for you to be. But it was a conversation with God too. Which is what God's calling us to do. One of my pastors said, you don't, God God does give you more than you can handle. So you go to him. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I've I've more than once said, all right, take me. I'm done. (laughs) I'm done. I am still here. Never mind. Yeah. All right. The Italians and in, in Spanish they say basta. I was like, no more. I've done nothing. Basta. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> like I'm done. I just sometimes I'm like, I'm done. And I get you. And I think then go to God, go, like, look, if you want me to continue, I need a sign, I need a burning bush. I need you to infill me with grace. Mm-hmm. I need something from because I can't do this in my own strength. Sure. I yeah. think that's so powerful. Absolutely. So I want to encourage you. You've done an extraordinary job and you're glorifying God in this walk and during this trauma. And I am honored and proud to just pray for you and have you as a guest you. on this podcast. You're extraordinary. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I want to read to you before we, um, and this actually would be for you. I wrote this for South Orlando magazine, city lifestyle. And it's, um, they asked me to write a letter to dear younger me. And I read this to the ladies that I minister when I, when I teach my, share my message of hope into the prisons and jails, the, chaplains chair it to the the men and other and I work with other nonprofits and ministries who share our trauma healing curriculum but I read this frequently I just felt like I should read it today now I wrote this to women so I'm going to add a little bit for you of course and I, it's supposed to be dear younger me but I don't know how much younger you are because I think I we're we're, we're, met, we're right there in the same in the same boat they're the same decade so dear younger me you are beautiful for Curtis I'm going to add you are handsome you. you are courageous. You are amazing. You're brilliant. You have extraordinary value. 
I am grateful for you in this journey you are on. Continue to fiercely seek and embrace personal growth, innovation, and excellence. Keep working hard, walking with integrity, and encouraging others to be better versions of themselves. Do not surround yourself with people who are beneath you, who treat you poorly, or attempt to suffocate you in your giftings. You are a person of great worth. If someone mistreats you, that reflects on their internal deficit, not yours. Just as you don't take in someone else's garbage from the curb into your home, you don't take in their emotional trash into your thoughts, being, and heart. Sometimes it's necessary to set boundaries and love people where they are and not allow them access to you in your life. I'll read that again. Sometimes it's necessary to set boundaries and love people where they are and not allow them access to you in your life. You are far more precious than you realize. Do not throw your pearls to swine. Do not be anxious about anything. God is going to use you to do extraordinary things, abundantly more than you can ever ask or imagine. You will do amazing things that you once thought impossible. Remember that all things work for good for those who love God and are called according to His purposes, and that is you. When God closes a door to relationship, situation, or opportunity, it's for a reason and your protection. God's ways are always higher than ours, just as the heavens are higher than the earth. Lift your gaze. God's got you. He's faithful and will provide all the things you need. With deepest admiration and respect, Kim M. Clark, multiple award-winning author and Amazon best-selling author, uh, all my stuff. But anyway, Thank you, Kim. that's to you, and that's my prayer for you, that you would continue to glorify God in the midst of this trial you're walking through in your battle. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Lift Your Gaze is a listener-supported podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to help us continue with the podcast, please go to www.liftyourgaze.org and make a tax-deductible donation to help us continue to provide hope to all people who are experiencing trauma, whether it's from health issues, incarceration, or abuse, or trauma. So I want to thank again Curtis Partridge. He did a phenomenal job as my guest today. And God bless you, and have an amazing day. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Lift Your Gaze. Be sure to subscribe so you may continue to enjoy upcoming episodes. Lift Your Gaze is a listener-supported podcast. We deeply appreciate your partnering with us today. We would also like to invite you to visit liftyourgaze.org. There, you'll have the opportunity to learn about our impactful community programs such as our HOPE initiatives, and we welcome you to kindly consider a tax-deductible contribution that will enable us to continue to share the message of Lift Your Gaze. Until next time, there's always hope when you lift your gaze.